This is the Simi Sarah Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. All right, we are live at BC Children's Hospital supporting the BC Children's Choices Lottery, but we're also, of course, talking about what is making news today. And the minimum wage is top of mind for many people. According to a new poll commissioned by the BC Federation of Labor, it says it shows a $15 an hour minimum wage has support, quite a bit of support actually. 76% think an increase is inadequate knowing that it puts BC's minimum wage 10th out of 13 provinces and territories in Canada. In other words, 76% think that the increase that we're going to be getting in the minimum wage is not enough. About 78% think it's necessary to ensure that a person who makes minimum wage in BC lives above the poverty line. And about two-thirds, so 68%, support the idea of a $15 an hour plan. So we thought we'd talk a little bit more about this with Irene Lanzinger, who is the president of the BC Federation of Labour and joins us now. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure, Simi. Now, how many people did uh, did they talk to for this poll? Um, good question. Uh, I'm curious to know, like, how many people, about 1,000 people, I'm assuming, they got the responses from them. Is 811. Okay, so about a thousand people then there yeah. too. So, yeah. what kind of message do you think this sends to the provincial government? Well, I think there is very, very strong support uh, for a raise to fifteen dollar minimum wage. Um, that's like now seventy six percent. Also, o- over eighty percent of people say if you work full time, you shouldn't live in poverty. So, those are very strong numbers. We've always had quite good support on that issue, but it's it's going up. It's building. And so I think the public support is increasing for a $15 minimum wage and for this fundamental principle that if you work full-time, you shouldn't live in poverty. And I know that the BC Fed has been calling for this for the last couple of years. Have you noticed that like, publicly that, that argument has also now been made in many other jurisdictions? Like, Is the mood and the attitude towards the $15 an hour minimum wage changing, do you think? Absolutely, because there are jurisdictions going there. Alberta has a plan to put in place a $15 minimum wage. Seattle has a a similar kind of plan. They'll be at a $15 minimum wage by 2018. California has just announced that they're going to their legislature with a plan for a $15 minimum wage, a huge population. Um, New York for fast food workers. So we are seeing uh, this move to a $15 minimum wage spread all across North America. We are today last of 13 provinces and territories because New Brunswick just raised their minimum wage effective today and so we are now last with the highest cost of living in Canada. So really the government has to do something about this and it can't be 20 cents, it can't be 30 cents. That's not enough to address the issue. Right, because they did implement that system where there would be an increase every year, did they not? Yes, they did. At last September they raised the minimum wage by 20 cents which I called at the time pathetic, and I stand by that. And they tied it to inflation, which doesn't work if your minimum wage is $6,000 below the poverty line. You have to address that gap first before you decide how you're going to adjust it every year. And we said that at the time. We said this will leave us far behind everybody else. And it's true. Today, we are now last. So... What they need to do is to put a plan in place and to raise the minimum wage in large jumps, regular, 
notify businesses. We agree that people need to know what's going to come, but we need to raise the minimum wage above well, the poverty line. And when then you, let's talk about how we adjust it every year. And when you say regular large jumps, though, what kind of timeline are you thinking of? Because you mentioned Los Angeles, New York, California. They're thinking about five, six years, right? Like $15 yes. an hour wouldn't be yeah. in place until 2022. Yes, but in Alberta and Seattle, it's 2018. And in Seattle, 2019 for some people because they had quite a sophisticated plan where larger businesses had to go first and smaller businesses had a longer time to adjust. You know, we say we need significant increases in our minimum wage. We want a plan that gets workers to $15 an hour. We want them to get to $15 an hour before that's the poverty line, right? So, of course, we agree that there needs to be a plan, that it needs to be um, known to employers and businesses, but we have to put something in place soon. And we have to come even with Alberta and on Ontario in relatively short order, we say. Alberta's at 11.20 now, Ontario's at 11.25, they're going to 11.40 in the fall. Alberta will make significant jumps to get to 15 by 2018. That's the kind of plan we need from our government, something that says, here's how it's going to increase, here's how we're going to lift workers out of poverty and get the minimum wage above the poverty line. Do you think, though, Irene, that at some point it becomes inevitable? I mean, if Alberta's doing it, if Washington State is doing it, if in order for BC to stay competitive, don't, do we keep up with the wages or do we, is it inevitable that the province would want to keep it lower to be competitive? I don't know how lower makes you competitive. The, the problem with lower making you competitive is that it's so far below the poverty line, and we will pay the cost of poverty in terms of health outcomes, educational outcomes, social assistance, um, you know, uh, criminal justice outcomes. We pay the cost of poverty. It's just a long-term cost rather than short-term thinking. I, I mean, it's a good question. Is it inevitable? I hope it's inevitable that we keep up with Alberta and Ontario. Uh, but so far, our government has seemed happy enough to have us at the bottom of the pile. And we say that's just not fair. It's just not good for the province. It's not good for the economy. Will you be ramping up any kind of campaign around this issue? I mean, we are a year away from an election. Absolutely, because if you look at that poll, two-thirds of people say they expect political parties to commit to minimum wages above the poverty line. So we know that the public is watching this issue, and even the public says it should be an election issue. We agree. Uh, we're going to keep up the campaign into the next election and uh, possibly after, depending on, on the outcome of that election. But we certainly want uh, the parties running in this election to commit to a $15 minimum wage. Right. I wonder, how do you... I know the argument always comes up. I mean, inevitably somebody will make that about how this will put businesses out of business if we raise it this way how do you respond to that i mean i think if you can't run a business and pay workers decently if you're relying on poverty wages uh to run your business uh, i mean i would question how well you're doing at running the business but the other point is that if you raise the minimum wage by 15 dollars to 15 dollars an hour that's true for everyone you know your competitors and you are at the same level. You have the same bar. Um, so 
it, it doesn't give anybody a competitive advantage, right? It's a rule that everybody has to follow. But it also means that workers who now have very low wages will have more money to spend. And where will that money go? It will be spent in the economy. So we say it will help businesses and it will help us have an economy that works for everyone, not just the wealthy. All right, Irene, thank you for your time on this. No problem, Simi. It's a pleasure. That's Irene Lanzinger, president of the BC Federation of Labour, talking about a poll they commissioned that shows, according to them, pretty widespread support for really hiking the minimum wage. This is News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.